Coordinadora Paz para la Mujer, also known as the Puerto Rico Coalition Against Domestic and Sexual Violence. We are a 35-member coalition with a multi-program island-wide network of representatives from rural and metropolitan areas and is comprised of shelters, service providers, legal advocates, researchers, feminists, and human rights activists dealing with issues of violence against women, especially with intimate partner violence and sexual assault in Puerto Rico. So our organization supports other organizations that provide direct services to women in Puerto Rico and their children and better women and survivors of sexual assault. And what kinds of services does these organizations provide? Uh, we have emergency shelter for survivors of domestic violence. We have non-residential programs. We also work with university programs that work with gender issues and human rights organizations. I see. How things have changed for your organization and how the satellite organizations have been responding to this? The need for all the people who live in Puerto Rico have changed after the passage of Hurricane Maria. And I think that it's important in this conversation to remember that Puerto Rico was already struggling with economic recession in the last 10 years, a billionaire debt, and the establish of the Fiscal Control Board. In other words, before the hurricanes, Irma and Maria, the programs and organization also were confronting a lot of economic problems. But after the passage of the hurricane, we confronted a more challenging situation and basic needs such as access to water, food, electricity, communication, the collapse of hospitals create a very critical situation. Um, this impoverishment is not different for what happened to the organizations. We are experiencing an increase in cases of gender violence and sexual assault and the resources that we have available to attend victim survivors of gender violence in the island were affected, and some of them had to close operation after the hurricane. And for you to have an idea, services such as 911 emergency lines were collapsed due to the serious problem that still persists with communications in the island. So we have to respond to all of these different needs that we found after the path of the hurricane. So we try to respond immediately to the crisis. First, we try to identify the needs of the organizations and supporting them, you know, in resolving the very basic needs. For example, we need to find generators. We have to provide food, water, diesel, that kind of things. We immediately have to open a, a collection center when we start to receive essential items that have been distributed to the organizations because the response of the government was very, very slow. So we need to resolve that immediately because people cannot wait. So another thing that we made was to coordinate health and support services, establishing what we call a health, health route. 
and that's in collaboration with the nursing school of the University of Puerto Rico and the Carlos Albizo University. Basic physical and mental health services are provided with the support of the psychologists and the nurses from the universities. And this month, we also began what we call the Purple Caravan, which is a collaboration with different organizations and universities, and we are taking in mobile units with services of gynecology, pediatrics, legal orientation, like helping people follow up with FEMA, and we talk also about protection orders. We have also services of acupuncture for an alternative approaches for the people because there is a huge need to work with the very immediate things such as food and water, but also with the trauma that is um, in general, you know, with the people that experience this catastrophic hurricane. So each week we are visiting different towns in the island and bringing services to the more disadvantaged community. And as I mentioned, we also carry food and water and we distribute among the participants. We also uh, create a respite line for the people who work in the organization. Many times we forgot that those who are responding to the crisis are also living it no longer in a vicarious but primary way. So through this line, we want to provide support to the workers who are offering services, and we are also having debriefing groups with different organizations to process this traumatic experience. The idea is to meet the needs in a holistic and integrated way. That sounds wonderful. It's a lot of work. I'm sure it is. Wow. But it's also, you know what, but it's also a lot of solidarity with the organizations, like sharing the resources, like someone have the transportation, someone have doctors, someone else have acupuncture. So everyone is trying to help and everyone is sharing it. For me, one of the things that is amazing is all the solidarity that we receive from the people in here, but also from the people in the diaspora which is very important for us in this moment. Yeah, I was thinking about that. How can you gather so many resources? We are working for so, so many years. So the first thing that we made was in a chat. We contact people that partner with us because we cannot use another forms of communication. So we create this chat with all the people that I have in my phone And they respond to a meeting, and I was so amazed with the willingness to help and people wanting to do things. And there is another thing that for me is very important is that there are so many creative responses. And I know that sometimes these things go invisible because this is not what is reported in the media, but we have people cooking for the communities, and I think that is great. You know, they are not waiting for the government to respond, but they are using the resources that they have, and they are cooking for communities. Things like that are just great. 
how people are responding and working, not from the assistance, but from the solidarity. Yeah. Tell me about these people that you're meeting every day. How are their lives transformed by your work? Well, there is a lot of need, especially to the health issues. And sometimes they are not being addressed because when you live an experience like this, probably you think that what you are experiencing is not that bad. Like, let's keep the hospitals for the people that is almost dying. But we are finding a lot of high blood pressure, and that also is related what we are eating with very high sodium. So we are trying also to teach about that. First, they respond to the need of going to a doctor, uh, but also they have a lot of questions in terms of legal procedures because we don't have, like, telephone that we can call the police if we have a domestic violence situation or if I had a protection order, what is supposed to do now? And we are not funding from the government, so we try to identify what is working. It's not like you're going to refer someone to a telephone that we have two months ago because probably those phones are not working. So we try to put all the information together, and we are updating that information about what is working at what you can do. Actually, my experience, like the first week, people were saying, we need to go to the media to talk about domestic violence, but where we are going to send people? Because we don't have communication. Police was responding to another thing, not necessary to a domestic violence or sexual assault. But we knew that in situations like this, those cases increase because there is a lot of tension, because we don't have safety in the streets because we don't have electricity, that kind of things. That all of these things combined have more bigger catastrophe. <laughs> when we go to, for example, in the Purple Caravan to different towns, we find a lot of people are coming and asking questions. And things are changing from one week to the other. What we are trying to do is to keep our <laughs> ears open to know what are the changes and where are the needs and trying to address it and not also to respond but to look forward and see in the next month what we are going to need. It sounds really, really amazing. How can we support you? Well, we have created also initiatives to support the work that we are doing with those communities. So we have PayPal account in our website. It's www.pasparalamujer.org, and we have the Hurricane Maria Relief Fund. And with the contributions that we receive through this fund, we have been supporting organizations in the more immediate needs. We have also received support from the people in the diaspora. For example, we have an initiative from Berkeley, and it's called Barrio Solar. They have a website in Facebook that you also can go there and support the work that they are doing to provide solar power kits and gravity lights to rural communities, and we are the organization 
start distributing this among the people in Puerto Rico. We want to respond in a very holistic and integrated mode to the needs of women and families, and we want to to respond a way that we can receive some support. It's not like food and water that is important, and but also we need like vitamins or essential oils to work with groups. And as I said, we are working with different needs that are changing very fast. So we are planning from now and for two or three months, six months, one year, because this is going to take a long time. So we know that probably because of the news, people is very aware of what is happening right now, but I want to make clear that this is going to take a very, very long time. It's going to need a support in a long term. We have our website where we are trying to post what we are doing, so if you want to help, you can also uh, contact us, and definitely we can talk more about ways that people can help. Definitely. We are not going back to where we were, but we are going to a new place. And that's what is important, to construct this new place in a very sustainable way. Wow. That's what we want. That's what we're going for. And we will be here pushing in the same direction that you are. Thank you very much, Vilma. Thank you for all the work you're doing. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you, and thank you for this opportunity.